Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, host of Dynasty Game Night. My co-host John Bosch and I created this podcast for one reason, to focus on fun. After all, fun is the reason we all started playing fantasy football in the first place. I love games of all sorts, card games, board games, video games, really any kind of game you can think of. So one day, John and I decided it was time for a podcast where we just play games. You might learn something along the way, but you won't find much hard-hitting analysis here. Check out all the other incredible podcasts DLF has to offer for that sort of thing. On Dynasty Game Night, our primary focus is to entertain. So if you like playing games or watching game shows, this might just be the podcast for you. We'd love for you to give it a listen and play along with the contestants and maybe even win a chance to be on the show. DLFFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. It's me, it's me, it's that old SFD roaming the streets of Superflex City, and this is the Superflex Super Show. Back to the DAP Network, and I got the Godfather, one of my absolute best friends. Dynasty Outhouse is here. Just one of the absolute legends in, in this industry, and... So let's see, Trade Addicts Podcast, Dynasty Grind, the DLF Trade Show, uh, what, what uh, like Dynasty I, I, Game Night, Dynasty Wall Street. I couldn't um, even. If you can't name them all, then I don't feel bad for not being able to name oh, them. I know when to be in front of a computer. <laughs> the worst part is, is when I'm hosting. Like, there's uh, we record uh, Trade Addicts on Tuesday nights and. It's me, Rocky, and a guest, and we're just BSing. We're BSing. I'm like, all right, you guys ready to go? We're ready to get started? And they're just like, yep, yep. You leave a little bit of silence because I hit record a little early just, you know, make sure I don't forget to hit it. So we leave a little bit of a pause so I know where to edit, where to just cut it off so I don't have to listen. Mm -hmm. And then I just go, what show am I on and how do I start it? (laughs) (laughs) I have literally been doing Trade Addicts for about five years at the 31st of this month it will be five years i've been doing trade addicts which is insane to think about but like since episode probably two when it was the only the first actual episode i did i've introduced it the same exact way so we are on episode 253 came out yesterday and okay i probably missed a handful so let's Mm. just 240 ish episodes i've I'm Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem, and I cannot remember it most weeks now. Wow, that's crazy. I, I mean, you could probably just record it as a drop, but yeah, like I will. The, the super I, it's show. Ever, it's okay. So, okay, okay. So <laughs> this isn't a video, so no one could like. I ever since finding out who John Hogue is has I love his intros. It is the ultimate amp up. It's like. If you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, Barney Stinson has his like pump up CD to get yeah. himself more excited, more excited. And he's like, see, the thing is, most people will come in at a certain level and they'll keep it at that level or they'll go down a little bit so they can go back up. He's like, I start high and I just keep going up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what it's like for John to do his intro. And then 
the first time I, I think it was even the first time I was ever on your show or one time when we were just talking about it and you were like, no, I do that every time. And I'm like, okay, I, okay, no, I'm doing mine every time. You know, he could bring <laughs> that energy to that extent. It's like, especially when you had like Travis and oh, James, miss yeah. you. Um, like you would introduce other people like in, in that excited voice. And it's just like, no, not doing the drop. If he can do that, I can say those like 10 words and sound like I'm not sad to say them. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I've considered making it a drop, but yeah, I mean, you've, you've it, first of all, for me, I don't know for me, somehow it just ended up being like such, so second nature that I end up doing that on other shows. I mean, I, you did it on ours I last did month. Did it on Trade Addicts just last week. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've i been doing this rookie mock draft with Zach Reed over at four. Oh, we've been doing it at four for four. And I still almost did the same intro when we first started. Like, it's just, but it, it also, it just, it, it really does kind of set the tone. Yeah. And, you know, I said it last, uh, last episode with Rocky. I, you know, it's not that you and I need, energy like you you know for for rocky and i there's just this um this kind of anti towards each other yeah yeah Yeah. um but but full of love of course of course um but yeah yeah but like there's plenty of energy there just kind of inherently (laughs) (laughs) and for you it's it's like it's it's different it's a different kind of energy but there's still just it's yeah there's just so much energy for you know for me at least just getting the opportunity to catch up with you just getting to talk with you um it doesn't even have to be about fantasy football man like we just when i get the opportunity to talk with you i'm just it it, that pumps me up enough that the intro is no problem that that like see the sweet spot series like two three years ago i was like, gonna propose that we finish that today. oh no we will no never will never finish we have one show left to do and we're not gonna do it um <laughs> but like we would sit down and we would weekly and we would sit down and you know start talking start bs with each other and it's like oh crap my lunch hours over in like five minutes we should probably get started <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we it, i mean you had you gave me a hard out every single time and we never hit it never once. Never stuck to it. A hard out too. <laughs> it's like I have to be done at this time. I have oh, a yeah, meeting definitely. at one Thank o'clock, you. and at twelve fifty, it's like, sorry, boss, going to be a half hour late. Yeah. <laughs> Can we reschedule? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so all the things that we could talk about today. So, I uh, like I said, I've been I've been uh, um, really kind of pillaging the DAP network lately. I've got a streak going. Started with Scott Sidlow. Um, he, he, I won't say he invited himself, but he asked me a question that was, that I thought was so important that I felt like him and I needed to discuss it in person. And then, you know, we end up talking about a league that we're in with Rocky and, uh, you know, kind of ripping on Rocky's uh, roster a little bit. And uh, his his very existence, everything he stands for, um, and and felt like, man, you know what? He he. First of all, he needs to be here to defend himself, but also, like, I'm really curious what he's going to do with this. This is this roster is is really kind of garbage. So how's he gonna? 
and and since then i mean he made a pretty big trade and um he's on his way to rebuilding around now around kyler murray i believe like it it's working out just fine for him which frustrates me to no end but um good for him uh and and now it's just kind of turned into you know i want to i want to keep this streak going i want to get everyone over at the dap network to come on here so um i think andrew's probably up next and uh um get josh at some point and yeah just just exhaust the the dap network roster and then maybe you know what maybe i'll just start over with scott we'll see I, and i added you to the dap network chat so a you yeah <laughs> to the team and b you got a nice easy way to find us all yeah yeah everyone consolidated in one place <laughs> it's perfect yeah um and and uh, but I mean like let's let's be clear I you know this is this is an episode that um, I've been you know at least like it, it, at least implicitly um, kind of pushing for for a while you've just like again you've got a million podcasts <laughs> finding the time it is rough yeah. is rough um, so it means a lot that you did find the time um, but yeah like it, it's there's kind of a couple forces at work there. It's, it's the DAP network streak that I'm very proud of, but it's also just the opportunity to get, to catch up with my, one of my absolute best friends. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, so, so there's no agenda here. Um, you're not in that, that tech mobile league, so we can't really talk about that. I mean, we could, we let me go. To... Let me go steal a team real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you haven't taken over a team yet. I saw you, uh, I saw you appear in, um, I mean, we already have several leagues together, but now you just made an appearance in, uh, justice league of super flexors. Bobby's been asking me for years and (laughs) I was like, I can't not. And then he, okay. So first of all, he shows me this roster and I'm just like, if you can't find anyone, I'll take it. And then two days later, I'm like, I'll take it. And he's like, I found someone. I'm like, Oh, because it was a really good roster. And then he's like, but I did find out like two hours ago, I have another open one. So you could take that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. Oh, I have Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. And <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, so I don't have T Higgins and CD Lamb and DK Metcalf. That's cool. I I have Antonio Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I mean, most orphans are orphaned for a very, very Usually obvious reason. Yeah. <laughs> Once you take a look, yeah. Like I, I mean, I just did a, I had, to, I did a dispersal auction, two team dispersal. They had it had Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and that was it for quarterbacks. So like two teams, you know, combine these these two rosters, and it's still not worth you know even even one real roster so it's yeah it it makes it rough and then and then yeah you have to split that up somehow so yeah uh dispersals are it's it's like the outhouse challenge which i did in the justice league of super flexors because i was offering too much of the same thing to the same people after a while where it's just like all right this is too much work for me i'm just gonna have other people do the work yeah so you have people send you offers, you put them on Twitter. If their side wins the poll, you accept it. And usually you do not do that to make your team better. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, like you usually do that and bad things happen to your team. Um, you got Jalen Waddle from me once in TA6, I believe, for yeah. like Ayuk in a first, and it made me want to cry. <laughs> um, but so I did that, and that is a very good equivalency to what you were talking about. It's like a dispersal, chances are you're not leaving with a good team. Mm-hmm. You might have some better players than were on your roster before, but very rarely are there enough good teams in a dispersal that you can leave with a good roster. Right. So have some fun while you're doing it is really what it comes down. That's what I was trying to get to. Like, it's fun. It won't be good, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, which, which uh, kind of brings me to, I, I do have some questions written down for Ooh. you. Like I said, I didn't, didn't necessarily have an agenda. Just wanted to talk with you. Um, but I did, uh, I did come up with some things that I think can be pretty useful to people because, uh, we're in a lot of leagues together. <clears throat> you know, I feel like, uh, I've got a pretty good handle, um, personally on, um, you know, on, on kind of your style of play. Uh, I wouldn't, what is my style of play? That, that's my question. <laughs> like, how do you <laughs> define it? Because I mean, there's a certain amount of portfolio to it, right? There's a certain amount of, um, I, there should a, be the closest thing I have to portfolio is I like to have a share of at least one share of just about everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I call them just in case shares, like just in case this guy is good. I want at least one share that will gain value. But otherwise, like, I don't care. Like, if I could have 100% of T. Higgins, I would do Mm. it. I don't care if that's the wrong idea, but I'm still going to get the guys I want. It doesn't matter that I happen to be in, like, 22 leagues. I don't care. I love, love, love whenever I talk with Scott Connor because, like, we were sitting on a panel at the FF Expo last year, and he is the definition of a portfolio player. And if you Mm. listen to him talk, he is... He knows what he's talking about. He's a very smart guy. So he will talk and then he would hand me the mic. And I'm like, so if you want to do the smart thing, you listen to him. But (laughs) (laughs) if you want to do the fun thing, you want to have some fun. Here's what you do. And then, you know, he gives me a look and I'm like, yeah, I did that. Uh huh. (laughs) Like every time it's just like, oh, yeah, that was really smart. But here's the way I would do it. And it's the silliest thing you've ever heard. But honestly, like I'm. Not that I'm losing. Like I, you know, yeah. when I try to win, I still win. It's not like I'm not good at this game, but you, I, my main goal in fantasy football is to have fun, and yeah. whether that comes out in a way that will give me the best chance to win, which it won't, because they're I'm the kind of person that won't have Deshaun Watson on my rosters because I hate him, <laughs> and so you know I will. That's reducing my chance to win because that. Chances are he's walking in next season. He will play better than he did this past season and he will go up in value. He will score a lot of points and I missed out on the value increase. and I'm going to miss out on those points. And that's absolutely fine for me, which is another argument I got into with him with Scott Connor, but that's besides the point. Um, But exactly. That's the, that's the difference of our play. He plays to win. I but if I win, that's cool. As long as I get to make fun of enough people as I'm losing to them. I mean, I've, I I have seen you get a roster to a point where, you know, you kind of mash the gas. You you say, all right, now this this thing's ready to roll. Oh, yeah. And you kind of start making moves 
um, that are, you know, it, it, it's not the same type of moves that you were making before. It's like, all right, so now it's time to detail this thing and go get a championship. Um, Trade Addict 6 is kind of the 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 best example of that. And and it worked. I mean, it was the first Trade Addicts League that you won. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and now no one other than J. Mike will ever win it again. So you are the last champion not named J. Mike. So, yeah. Until uh, J. Mike just gets bored and leaves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like just uh, kind of randomly just drops all of his players just <laughs> like just like a breaking bad type of moment just no, the other like, way I, i'm gonna one player like every three four months i'm just gonna drop from his roster you know go into commission powers just start dropping the guys from the bottom all the way up and he won't even notice like, he won't even i'll switch him with other players <laughs> yeah. yeah and then those players will hit and we're just like i don't i i don't know i don't know what to but do at here. least we had found the formula we no one knows how j mike got all those picks no one knows how he ended up with these players that weren't in those drafts yeah. now we know it just doesn't matter who's on j mike's team if they're on j mike's team that player is awesome Yep. <laughs> it's good to have an answer. Yep. Which it, it honestly, man, that's the answer to all of this. To just like I, if I could give you one piece of advice, it's just uh, whatever it is that, you know, whatever that, that science is behind what J Mike does. Yeah. Just do that. Just bottle that and sell it. Like that's, that's how you win at dynasty. Just find those players. You know, well, that it's, it's really funny because when I, um, getting into trade addicts leagues, it's, it's all completely random, ex- except for TA6, at least when it started. TA6 and 7 were just like, oh, I have friends now, so I'm just going to throw them in leagues and call it a trade addicts league. Um, <laughs> so that's why, you know, John and Brian Har and J. Mike and Adam Wilde and like, and well, Shane Manila was in it, but he had to bow out, like, you know, are in TA6. Um, but so like for this uh, TA11 that we're starting now or the couple of open teams I had, I'll send out into the Twitter world. I'm looking for people. Let me know if you want to join. And I get a list of however many people and I run it through a randomizer and I take the top team, like the top name that comes along. It's completely and utterly random. And what I'll do is I go, whoever wins, I'll DM them and I'll say, Hey, your name come up. Are you still interested? And if they say yes, all right, right, I'm going to give you my trade addict speech now. And it would have been like, it's funny, like I should have this like pasted somewhere because, you know, this is like the third time in recent memory that it popped up. All right. So I'll give you my trade addict speech then. These leagues are for fun. If your answer is, well, winning is fun, then these leagues might not be for you. They are purposely lower stakes. So you will make be willing to make more, more moves and take bigger risks that you wouldn't normally make in other leagues. We run a very strict don't be a dick policy. Obviously, trash talk is completely allowed and encouraged, but we all know where the line is, so please don't cross it. Everyone sends bad trade offers, so just don't be a jerk about it. And then I say, you know, MFL, you know, making sure, because everyone's like, oh, wait, this is on MFL? And even though I've said it four times already. And, you know, and if that's good, let me know when you're in. You know, like, I right away say, this is for fun, and do something you won't normally do. Like go out there and try something. And from the very beginning, J Mike said, I'm taking this to heart and I'm doing this. I am going to make the smallest trades, make every trade I possibly can. And he volume traded the shit out of us. And (laughs) again, like 
Besides the fact that I've been, you know, podcasting or listening to podcasts for Dynasty for way too long that I don't remember anyone anymore because it was in the very beginning of getting into Dynasty. It was before I even podcasted, which means I probably heard this five, six years ago. Um, when it comes to volume trading, volume trading, especially like winning every single trade isn't the biggest deal, but winning every trade largely isn't the, a deal at all. You don't worry about that. Yeah, you might only gain 1% value from to your team from this trade. But if you do that 100 times, you gained 100% value. And yeah. J Mike did that to the, the perfection. And even I, if you like even if you 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 know, you do that 99 times and then that other one you lost, you still came oh, out ahead overall. Yeah, right? Like to get 100% you know, increase, maybe you had to make 107 trades instead of just a hundred. Like, yeah. And, and it's really funny. Like I love doing that though. Like last night we were, I was on the grind with Peter Howard and he was complaining how he couldn't get rid of Tyler Lockett off his team. Cause he wants to rebuild and Tyler Lockett keeps scoring points. He's like, I tried to give him to Russ for a second. And he wouldn't take it. I'm like, I'm not giving up the two Oh one for Tyler Lockett. And he's like, you don't have another second. And I'm like, all right, I'll go get another second. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not giving you up like you don't want these players that i might be able to move for a second so eh, let me go get a second you know it's fine and it's really hard to just be like yeah you have the 206 i'm going to give you this player that probably is worth the 206 because usually they'll just be like well i just want to draft a new guy something you have to overpay a little bit to go and like yes i'm literally going to overpay for a mid-second for the sake of that joke yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I get Tyler Lockett out of it. He, he's very good and I do like him. So that's fine. But like, that's, that's literally how I play this game. Like I started a joke and I'm going to freaking finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Follow through is very important. I kind of like that though. Just the, the idea that, uh, you know, you, you just like, I, I, I always say, I don't, I don't like to count on cascading trades, but that doesn't mean I won't make them. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, like that, it, like we all have this the, kind of this fantasy of of the three way trades like they make in the NBA all the time. I Every now it. and then you'll see it happen it is really hard to do. OK, so, for, no, I'm going to interrupt this because it <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, yeah. The biggest problem with three way trades is it is in a lot of people's heads that all sides of the three sided trade need to be even. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the case. All that needs to be even is what you're giving away and what you're getting back. It doesn't matter that that guy is getting Patrick Mahomes and you're only getting Tua Tungabailoa because you only put in the worth of Tua and that guy put in Mahomes plus to go get Mahomes' value. Like Those aren't equal of what you're putting in, so they shouldn't be equal of what you're getting out. And that's what a lot of people have a problem with. That guy's getting more than I am. He put in a lot more than you did. So, yeah, he is going to get more. But sitting there with, you know, columns, you know, you make a little cross out your uh, cross section list thing and one for in, one for out. And like you make like one of those conspiracy things with the red yarn trying to move <laughs> around to see who gives what and goes. It's so much fun. Yeah. I, and I've honestly, I've done it without talking to people before, like not even knowing if they want to get into anything like this. It's like, hey, what do you think of this? And like, I hold a picture up to the camera and they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to trade that guy. Well, I guess I had fun for 40 minutes anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cool to conceptualize that. That was it, fun. It really, it even really, really is. 
but I mean that that's something that really should happen more often because like you said, I mean, it's, it's not about the values matching up. Like, here's the thing, like, you know, that you've got a trade partner who's willing to take on, you know, player X and player Y for that mid second round pick. You also know that Peter Howard will take on that mid second round pick and give up Tyler Lockett. Um, but you know, for the, the person who has two Oh six, they would rather have your two players, you would rather have Tyler Lockett. Like it, it, like this. There's just this symbiotic relationship there that that could easily be tapped into. Um, but you know, once a lot of times, and I'm not saying that this is a case for you guys, but a lot of times, I think that people start to, you know, they they get a little bit of afraid of those three way oh, trades, yeah. and like, you know, it, it, there there's kind of you know, now there's two ways for you to lose this yeah. trade. It, it <laughs> so. gets overwhelming. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, it shouldn't feel like this. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> which, which honestly, cause then what you do it like three-way trades actually do make it a lot easier because I've found myself in search of certain situations where it's like, I am three quarters of the way done in a deal where it's just like, I just, they would say there's this one player of the perfect value that you have i just don't want that player so i'll just be like all right what player of that value do you want and then i like i just said before like i go out and i get the 206 like i'll find a way to go get that to throw that in when the much easier answer is you create a group dm of the three of you you find out what on both of your teams that third person wants and you find a way to just work it all in it's honestly easier that way but mm -hmm. if one out of the three people can't conceptualize it, can't put it together, can't fully understand it. They'll get so frustrated and will derail the entire thing. And it hurts to get that close to finishing that three-way trade. Just that one person goes, no, I just, I got to, I can't do this. I, can't, I don't want, but you, yeah. you were fine with that trade. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I can't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Cause you can't argue with that. Like yeah. you can't even do the logic of this you are sending this, you are getting this. I am sending this, I am getting that. He is sending this, he is getting that. And that is all completely fair. Yeah. Yeah, but just do it without me. That That's <laughs> not how a three player that's trade not... works. That, that, that's not that. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really could just be, all right, so then we're just going to go back to the original agreement. You and I are going to make this trade. And I'll find a You're way gonna... to get this from someone, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, give me the pick. I'll give you the the players. And then I'm just going to flip it to to Peter. And it's like we made a three-way trade, but we just added an extra step. Like yep. it's, it's, it's fine. We can do that. But, it, you know, I think that, that framing it that way might actually make people a little bit more comfortable. Because, like I said, the, those three-way trades, that should happen a lot more. That should be a lot more common in Dynasty Leagues because it's, it's actually kind of rare that yeah. you know two teams have kind of conflicting um assets and conflicting needs that can just be swapped like a, it a lot of times you do kind of need a third a third party to a rebuilding to kind of team complete a competing it. team and an, i don't know what the heck i'm doing <laughs> right yeah a, a get your guy <laughs> team maybe <laughs> no and i think if I heard Sleeper has the ability to do three-way trades built into their platform. Huh. MFL just does, clearly does not. But I think that if that could be laid out in a good fashion on the screen for people to see, I think it would be a lot easier to do. But especially with MFL, where there's no way to visualize it on the platform, 
And even worse, there's no way to execute it on the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, fortunately, I am the commission of two thirds of the leagues I play in. So I can just be like, nope, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And I'll just execute the trades as commissioner for the three of us or the whoever the three people are. Like, I'm not going to be part of that. Um, so, but like, if you are not in a league of a commission you trust, which you shouldn't be, or like, you're not going to ask safe leagues to go pull this off for you. So you have to trust the people you're talking to, to all send and accept these trades and i can get if you aren't friends with these people it's a little nerve-wracking yeah like i get it i absolutely get it and saying that out loud because i'm so used to i don't join public leagues like if i'm in a league at this point in my dynasty life i'm joining it either a because i felt the need to create a new trade addicts league which i usually do for stupid reasons i don't know if you know why i created (laughs) 11 but i'll get to it in a second or I like Bobby's Superflex, Justice League of Superflexers. I I know who's in it, and I'm like, I want to be in more leagues with these people, so I'm just going to go do it. Like, there are very few formats at this point I'd say no to, mm-hmm. as opposed to just hearing who's in the league. Like, oh, John and Joe and Bobby, and this sounds like I'm making up names, but these are specific people. Those are just happen to be the most generic names ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, hey, our names are biblical. Point per carry. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's two tight end. Nope. Sorry. Oh, I hate two tight end. (laughs) But okay. So the worst reason ever to create a league. So obviously I number trade addicts leagues. Trade addicts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I had 10. I also commissioned a league that used to be run by Jesse Reeves, also TA6, named the 12 Olympians. So in my favorites folder, I have trade addicts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve Olympians. No, <laughs> no, I cannot go ten to twelve. OCD sets in big time, and that is why I created trade addicts eleven. Literally, the only reason it was either that or quit twelve Olympians, and I didn't want to do it because I won <laughs> and because I love everyone in that league. But like it was like like that is literally the reason I created the league is because I needed the number eleven. And I so just now, so happened to be on Trade Addicts 11. So do you skip Trade Addicts 12 and just go straight? To oh, 13? no, I was supposed to be done after creating 10. Like I said, <laughs> I was done. It was a nice even number. That's it. I don't need this anymore. I need 11. I can't handle this. <laughs> so, no, I, I am done at 11 until someone finds a reason for me to do 12 next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, <laughs> when someone finds a reason. There you go. Um, all right. So... I'm, I'm just, I I am still curious about this. Like when, all right, here's, okay. Here's my question. Do you have a league or some leagues right now that are getting more of your attention than the rest? And if so, how did you decide? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I was not listening. (laughs) I got a notification. I need to make sure my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Um, all right. So you, what was the question? Um, I don't know. Right. I was listening. Let me, <laughs> let me write this. I got to timestamp this. God, no, now I have to edit on. something. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. Uh, okay. Do you have any league, uh, a league or leagues that you're, that, that are getting more attention from you than the rest of them right at the moment? And if so, how did you 
choose that league or those leagues? The trade addicts leagues will most likely get the most attention from me. And it's mostly just because those are very specifically my leagues and they are named what they are named. And that mm -hmm. kind of hangs on me to keep it going if it's not going strong. So mm -hmm. if there is a week where there aren't trades to talk about on the show, damn well right, I'm sending 30 yeah. trades you know, to just to try and get a couple done, even if they're bad for me, which I've absolutely done recently. Um, but, you know, like, so I will probably pay more attention to the trade addicts leagues. And it is only because, you know, I want them to live up to their names. I don't want people to be like, oh, well, it's called a trade addicts league, but nothing really like. So only even if they're only getting offers from me, I still just want people to get offers. Like I want it to be lively. I want it to the group chat to be moving on a little more. So if I run the league, there's a chance that, I'm probably paying more attention to it. The way to really get me to not pay attention to a league is to have me co-manage. I'm mm. really, really bad at paying attention to leagues I co-manage with. Thankfully, most of them are with John Bosch, and he just pays attention anyway. And I don't know why he needs co-managers for everything, because he just has to have control of all of it. But I just say yes, and then he wins, and I get money, so I don't really complain about it. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I, I love having co-managers, but honestly, it's for that same reason. I'm like, all right, you, so you do all the work. Like, I'll even I'll even pay the buy-in. Um, I just but you set lineups. That's yeah. Lineups and waivers, because I will never remember waivers. But I'm so bad at setting lineups, hence me being a completely okay joining the Superflexers, which is best ball. Yeah, yeah. That's, man, that's my favorite thing about that that league is, like, it's my one opportunity to... Uh, to not worry about lineups. Like I have just this list of leagues that I have to go through and mess with the lineups every week. And and then I get to that one. I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm done. Well, Perfect. it's funny because like I told you, I have on my, I use Chrome. I have a folder on my bookmark bar that says fantasy football. And it's just all of my leagues and my best ball ones are on the bottom because I know I don't have to go to those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going down the league, going down the league. And I'm actually in the league that Bobby based all of the rules for Superflexers on. It doesn't even really have, they literally just call it Superflex Best Ball League. And I'm like, guys, this has been going on for like six years. You need to come up with something better. And they won't. Right. So like, I'm going, going, going. Oh, Superflex Best Ball. I'm done. <laughs> like, I gotta do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I put the best ball ones at the bottom. Or yep. the, uh, I start with the, uh, at the very bottom, I've got like the eliminator stuff, the draft only. Separate folder. Uh, yeah. In that folder, I do a subfolder for FCE and oh, okay. I have them separately because I'll wait every Tuesday and go through each of them and just honestly delete them as I get eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who, and even if it's mine, I don't care who wins. Like I'm out. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> and then the very top are for like the redrafty things like SFB or whatever else kind of uh, charity league that I end up joining. Those go up top and then there's all the dynasty and then there's the best ball ones. Yeah perfect <laughs> so okay so beyond like the podcast fodder mm -hmm. moves um and uh you know uh, outside of like actual analysis what does uh like what's what's kind of your program this time of year when it comes to dynasty football like what 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 type of moves are you really kind of focused on um what type of uh roster construction are you are you trying to achieve, et cetera? Uh, well, zero has to do with roster construction because 
we don't care about rosters right now because it is a non-point scoring season. So you're not setting a lineup for the next, I could finally say six months and actually mean it. Um, <laughs> but it's all about adding value. That's what trading is about right now, or just going to get the guys you want. Like every week or two, I come up with a new guy that I'm just like, you know, I, I kind of want to go get this guy everywhere. Like ever since, I mean, I, I can't say this is the past like week or two. It's because it's been the past like four or five months that I've just been out to get Devonta Smith everywhere I can. So everywhere, every once in a while, like every week or two, I'll just be like, all right, which don't I have him in? Which don't I have T Higgins in? Which don't I have that guy? But after that, it's like, I have a basic idea in my head of which teams are rebuilding, which are in competing. So I'll go in, I'll see what picks I have. All right, well, do I want this to go towards picks? What's the draft class like this year? All right, the draft isn't for the NFL draft isn't for another two months, but if it were now, the guys I would like would be in this area. So let's move up. And then if they fall, I can just trade back down later. You know, like mm -hmm. it's not again, it's not the smart thing to do. Like the smart thing to do is wait until the NFL draft, wait until there's a grasp on what ADP can look like for your rookie drafts, and then trade for where you have to go to get them. I don't want to wait that long. I don't have patience for that. So, you know, I just start trading around. I, for the longest time, have been trading for the 104, 105, 106, because I want every chance possible to get uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba or Jordan Addison. And if I end up with Jameer Gibbs, I'm not sad about it, you yeah. know, but now that it seems like, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson have very, very good chances of being drafted in the top 10. They're probably going to go four and five. So I'm like, cool, I get to trade back now. <laughs> like, <laughs> more trades. Yay. And I'm never going to look to see if the trades make sense or if I lose out by having to go up and down. Like, I'm never going to look, never look back. It's the worst thing. Like, oh, yeah. I like before I was saying Joe, John, and Bobby, uh, FF Trader Joe, every single year goes back and looks at all the trades he made. And the worst part is if he sold a future pick, we'll find out what that pick was used for. Why? Right. Why do you want to hurt yourself? Why do you want to find out that you traded away Justin, what turned out to be Justin Jefferson for Joe Mixon? Like you don't want to find that out. You just, you, it happened. Yeah. Why, why bring it back up? Amnesia is a superpower. If you it can really get there. is. And that's yeah. one of the great things about being in too many leagues. I don't remember what the heck I do. Or, or even if I do, I don't remember what league I did it in. A lot of people are kind of like they end up being a little bit of a slave to the startup even, which, you know, that's it's kind of the same the same idea. It's like, well, I can't I can't trade him. He was my first round pick. And Ugh, yeah, that doesn't that... that doesn't mean anything like the second that like essentially right after you make that pick it no longer matters it does it sh we had i am insanely non-confrontational confrontation scares the crap out of me i don't want anything to do with it i am a people pleaser because i am worried that if i say something anyone might find upsetting in any way they'll get mad at me and i won't know how to handle it and you still get on twitter so it's really, I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> so in Trade Addicts 3, which honestly, I think I did one, two, and three the first year, but it, there was one kid who had just, 
I don't know if he'd never played Dynasty before or if he had just gotten into it, but we did the startup draft. And then he used that startup draft as gospel for value. And the problem was, well, this guy got drafted in the third and your guy got drafted in the fourth. But I'm like, yeah, but you drafted him in the third and I wouldn't have drafted until the fifth. So your guy isn't worth. People come to clean the house and they love my dog. So like I I wasn't expecting the high squeaky voices of hi. Puppy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got a little, I got really like, thrown off. Like, know, like, is your is there a in my house? What is <laughs> happening? Um, yeah, so like he would just be like, and the, the, it got even worse when it's just like, dude, this is a trade addicts league. I didn't draft the guy that you're trying to get from my team, yeah. and I have a different value from where that guy drafted him. Like, it just doesn't work. And the guy got into so many fights. He left before the season started. Like you literally, you can't do that. It, it again, we even had this conversation on on the grind last night as well. Like ADP can help, like DLF's ADP. Even then, six drafts where there's a lot of the same people, at least month to month, if not in the six different drafts, mm-hmm. can help it be a little skewed. Yeah, I have learned that I usually don't at this point because I'm in a mock every single month. I don't draft the way I want to draft. I draft purely based on value because I realize, like, if I do this, T. Higgins is never making it past this pick. Tua is never making it past this pick, you know? And it's just like, I'm, that's that's me fighting ADP. That's not me helping ADP. So I started, you know, going for, like, the second guy I would normally, or, like, a guy who I just think value fits there. But, like, I can tell you not everyone thinks that way. And, you know, people just want to get like Ryan McDowell, who runs it? <laughs> oh, Juju got taken earlier than he did everywhere else. Oh, that was Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Used to be people, me with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like you draft to your bias and it's not yeah. malicious in any way. It's just that's where you value that person. But the problem is if you value him that much higher than everyone else, even if it is just one draft out of four out of six, it's skewing the results. So right. ADP isn't really that great either, but it really it's the best we have, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I know. That's like that's short the... of trade calculators, which ADP is usually is based on ADP. Right. And all you could do is take every ounce of information you can. So you use ADP, you use a trade calculator, you use whatever the heck is going on in your brain and in your heart to put value on a guy. And hopefully the other person agrees enough that you can get a deal done. Right. I mean, here's the other problem, like is with ADP, I, I actually... I wrote an article for DLF not too long ago explaining my Superflex rankings and, you know, the the process that oh, goes yeah, yeah, behind yeah. ranking. And, you know, kind of what I was what I was saying, you know, just up front, just inherently, you know, I'm I'm going to be higher on quarterbacks and lower on wide receivers than consensus. And here's why. Yeah. And and the problem is, like you said, I, you know, even trade calculators are at least somewhat way using ADP like that's at least one of the uh one of the factors going in and the problem is that we've got values in the startup and then there's value for everything else after the startup and the farther you get away from the startup 
I, 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 it changes instantly. Like the second the startup is over, because it's so easy in the startup to say, um, you know, all these quarterbacks are still available. I don't need one yet. I can get one later. But then once the startup's over, they're not available at all. Like none of them are available to you anymore. It, like there's this kind of this this false sense of security, this feeling of yeah. exclusivity in the startup when everybody is available to you. But then you get out of the startup. This is where the quarterback, the the super flex theorem came from as well, is the fact that, you know, once the startup's over and you don't have access to those players, their values have to change. They have to. It like just kind of is a is a necessity because it's basic economics from there. Yeah, it's like say, yeah, supply and demand yeah. is different when you change the ownership percentages. Yeah. Like when you're the cheapest time to get a quarterback is in the draft. Right. Because you're taking Mahomes at the 101 or Josh Allen at the 101. I don't want to, you know, that this isn't me planting a flag or anything. It's just being hypothetical. But that's not to say whatever someone would have to pay for the 101, they're paying for Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You get off of out of that and out of that startup whatsoever. And it's just like, Okay, cool. When you were trading for the 101, you were trading for your choice of who to draft. And that has its own value, which honestly is higher than Patrick Mahomes at first. But then when you physically can't trade for that anymore, you resetting the market on what Patrick Mahomes is worth. It is just like, yeah. this is a player now on my roster. And maybe you have to pay a little extra to get Patrick Mahomes now that you know it's Patrick Mahomes you're trying to get off my roster. Like it really, yes, you are absolutely right. It does change the value. The problem is you need to be in a league with people who not necessarily buy into the same strategy as you because you don't want them to because you want to be the one <laughs> taking advantage of it. But yeah. you need to be in a league with people who at least believe that quarterbacks hold that value. And whether yeah. they don't because they don't understand and they're wrong or they don't because maybe they're that good at building their team outside of a super flex position, which you can do like it is physically possible to win a super flex league with one quarterback. I had to do it last season because I had three of them get hurt. I also just happened to have a very good team. Otherwise, like one of those leagues where I somehow ended up with chase Jefferson and T Higgins on my team. Yeah. Don't know how it happened. I legitimately don't know how it happened, but like I did. And then I traded for Kelsey. I traded for Kittle and it's just like, all right, cool. I won't have picks for the next three years, but I, I freaking won. And I did it with only Daniel Jones. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, much better than I thought it was at the beginning of the season. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know. <laughs> but like it, but if you are in a league of your average super flex players, QBX works because especially when you're getting into that point where you like, week two of preseason where everyone's like, we're setting our lineup soon. Oh my God. That's what my, that's what my roster looks like. I need a quarterback. I need a quarterback. <laughs> Crap. John has them. All, all right, John, what are we doing? <laughs> like, and, and that's honestly like the way 90% of it should go. You're going to have your 10% of stubborn a-holes for different reasons of being stubborn, but for the majority QBX should work to your advantage except for when you're me and I just get anxiety about having so many starters that I trade them away anyway. Yeah. So first of all, I would be remiss if, uh, if I didn't point out that the thoughts and views of one Russ Fisher do not necessarily 
represent those of the Superflex Super Show. Oh, yes. Uh, I would never advise anybody to try to win a championship without a quarterback at the Superflex position. Notice I didn't say but... it's a way to play or it's easy to do. I said it's physically possible. It, it, I did it not happened, say it's the so... right way to do it. But it, it, if you accidentally build a team that is just way too damn good, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then maybe you can do it. But it is much easier to do with two and uh, with two quarterbacks. Yeah. But like, just like, I mean, one time I saw two flies collide in midair. Like it's, it's possible. It doesn't, it doesn't seem. Oh man. I read something that says when two bees fly into each other, they make a booping noise. I want to, I need to like, like I need to witness this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be near two bees in general, a bee in general. So no less two, but like, I need to like, I need to witness it. That's kind of like that's that'd be cuteness overload. That'd be right? hard to handle. Like that would just like ruin me. Like, like that okay, would just, I and don't... then all of a sudden I would picture one of them like, like tipping their top hat. Like, man, sorry. <laughs> yeah, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Boop, pardon me. <laughs> uh, fantastic. We didn't even I... have to see it, and it kind of ruined me. Yeah. Like, it totally, totally took me off track. Um. <laughs> Uh, was it? oh, so I mean, the other thing with QBX though that's super important. I actually had this conversation, uh, in DMs the other day with somebody who they took the the QBX approach to their startup, and uh, ended up with the five starting quarterbacks. And there are teams that don't have any who are already coming to him asking him, uh, all right, so you know, like just kind of making low ball offers for yeah. those quarterbacks and basically saying, all right, I'm going to relieve you of this problem that you have of all those quarterbacks on your roster when you can only start two of them. As if that's only like that's only something that we think about at the quarterback position. Like, give me 50 wide receivers. That's not a problem, even though I'm only ever, literally, only ever going to start four of them. But, you know, like depending on the settings, of course, yeah. but we we only worry about that at quarterback. Um, but I said, you know, he, like the very important piece of this, if you're going to take the QBX approach is to not only say this, but freaking believe it. I want to take five quarterbacks into the season. It's not about the trade value. I recognize that I've got a ton of trade value here, but what this is really about is my ability to stream the quarterback position within my roster. I want that. I feel like that's an advantage that is going to help. That's going to carry me through the season. And, you know, and not only that, but it's going to carry me through multiple seasons because quarterbacks last longer. So I've got a, an entire position just completely locked up for the, for the long term. and say, you know, I'm, so I'm not looking to trade them. Like I will, uh, if if I have to, I mean, you know, you will when you get that offer, that exactly, you should be getting because the one thing I wanted to step in, I wasn't I didn't want to break your flow or anything um, mm-hmm. in that situation where these people are sending these lowball offers to you. I can absolutely guarantee along the lines of what you said, let me relieve this burden of you having too many. Well, he's your QB five. What, what's it matter? Like, no. Yeah. But he'd be your QB one. So right. I, you're you're going to pay that price, not what he. What he's worth on my team means nothing to you. Like, make sure that if you do take this approach and if you're me, you do it for trade value, not to stream quarterbacks because I hate making decisions. So I'm not going to (laughs) have more decisions to make. I rarely have more than two good starting quarterbacks. If I have a third, it's one of those in case one of them 
you know, yeah. I don't want to say that word. Just break the glass. Like a week. Yeah. Uh, for for bi weeks, you know, right. we'll leave it at that. Um, but like, yeah, if that is what you do, yes, you have to stick to your convictions with all of this. But if you do decide to trade them away, or if you do just end up doing it by accident, because if you're me, you're again, if you're in too many leagues, you're just you just you don't pay attention to the league. You just see, oh, that for that, that makes sense. Okay, accept. Yeah. Dad, that was my QBX team. Um, so, but like, you need to make sure that you are getting not only the value for that player having nothing to do with where he lands in your team, mm-hmm. but also, man, if you do have a stranglehold on that, you absolutely hold out until you get that grandfather offer because mm-hmm. if you have this, I mean, it's the wrong way to say it because you're not necessarily adversaries with the people in your leagues. But like, man, if you have them over a barrel, why help them up? Yeah. You know, if you can win easier because they don't have a quarterback, you might as well win easier because they have to give you too much to get one of those quarterbacks. Like you don't want to give them one and not help yourself. Not only that, but you want to set the market. You know, you're, you're, you're like, you're kind of establishing a price. Yeah. You say stuff like that. But if you want to have fun and sound like a jerk, you say this stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) either or yeah yeah but you know essentially uh, the the idea is uh i like this is something that i've learned from owning a business which is it's it's always hard to bring like if if you start off by giving somebody a discount it's really hard to raise the price even to just kind of normal level with that person like you're ju- you've just kind of established that you'll give this person a discount you know and mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what they expect and so in a in a dynasty league you're you're really kind of doing the same thing you're setting the the price up front and if you give them a discount then you're you really kind of have to give a discount every time you trade away a quarterback for you know in perpetuity essentially. So it, yeah, there's, there's just so many reasons to, you know, there's, there are going to be people in your league who try and create some leverage for themselves where they don't actually have any, but it's, it's super important to, uh, you know, to, to recognize the reality of the situation and set yourself up in a, in, in a, you know, put yourself in a position where you are going to be able to trade those players later um, you know, further down the road at market value. So, man, we we're getting close to time, and I, I still. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, no agenda here. Just wanted to be able to talk with my friend, um, and we we knew that that would be absolutely no problem. There was one thing that I wanted to to ask you about, though, um, before we get to the end of this thing. So, because is as much as as much as you joke about you know i'm i'm just kind of you know flying by the seat of my pants just trying to have some fun i i still know you to be one of the more pragmatic players just in is in this entire industry um you know i you you really kind of see through the bs of uh you know there's 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 always like anytime something happens um you know, in the news cycle, there's going to be some people rushing to Twitter and say, all right, so now's the time to buy player X, you know, based on the news. Now's the time to sell player Y based on the news. And if everybody's saying it, that window doesn't actually exist. 
Um, right. This is why I, for the past maybe three or four startup drafts I've done, mm-hmm. have traded up into multiple first round picks. Mm-hmm. We have drilled into our heads so much trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back, that if everyone wants to trade back, nobody's trading back because yeah. nobody wants to trade up. And the thing is, we are at the point where I got to trade back. I got to trade back. I got to trade back. Wait, no one's sending me. No one's accepting my offers to trade back. Hey, let me send you a cheap offer to see if they'll let me trade up. Yes, I got to yeah. trade back. And all of a sudden, I move up a round and a half for probably half the price it should cost because right. nobody wants to make their first round picks. Everyone wants to trade back to get uh, as many picks in the top 30 or 40 that, that they can. It's like, cool. So, you know, I gave you my second and third. I got your first and fourth. When we're halfway through the second, I'm going to start offering two fourths to move back up. Like I have built with like very good teams that of course I ruined before the season starts because I trade too much. <laughs> um, but like trading up, which is, not you know it's not like zigging for zagging sake you only do it when it makes sense but Mm -hmm. it becomes easier when everyone thinks the same way to go against the grain so like when you hear certain things like when someone's in trouble with the law and it's like all right go sell go sell nobody's buying you know there are very few people that just be like Oh, I don't care. I'll I'll sit on him for the eight games he gets suspended, and then I'll go play. And it's just like, okay, cool. If that's your prerogative, I just want him off my roster. You know, like there has to if so, for someone to be a sell, there needs to be someone who's willing to buy. And when you live on Twitter, like a lot of us do, it's it's tough to do in your leagues because. We all follow each other. We all follow the same people. <laughs> you know, 99% of the people out there listen to the footballers. I, like everyone is hearing the same thing. So you 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 exist in, in two ways, completely on your own and just, you know, make your valuations and live by that or get frustrated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this guy's to sell and I can't sell him. So I sold him for too little. Well, that, that that's usually not what they mean by sell. It doesn't yeah. mean to get rid of them. It usually means someone out there should be high on them, so you should sell them. Oh, oops. Right. Yeah. I mean, kind of an example to me right now is is Joe Mixon. You know, like I I avoided saying his name specifically, but yes, that's that's who I was (laughs) saying. Like, because Joe Mixon got in trouble. Well, sort of momentarily got in trouble with the law until his his uh, PR firm just told them not to press charges, and they said okay. Yeah. Besides the point, and also besides the point that it seems like he's probably getting cut for contract reasons anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, Joe Mixon is a huge sell. Yeah, nobody's buying Joe Mixon right now, so right. no, he's he's not really. <laughs> the yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's one thing to just kind of you know have these thoughts to yourself and and you know go explore it, but it's a it's a totally different thing for us, you know, talking to audiences. Uh, you know, of, of, well, whatever size, I mean, yours is quite a bit bigger than mine, but either way, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to give people actionable things and, and to just say, oh yeah, Joe Mixon is a sell. It's like, I, how many people are going to, yeah, absolutely our fault. Um, yeah, I, I I try and do it because it's lazy. That's 1000% what it is. Calling someone to buy comes, calling someone to sell. It's lazy. The real answers are, 
this player's value dropped, <laughs> you know, right. this player value went up and, you know, Peter Howard is an insanely smart man, but his use of the English English language kind of oscillates a little bit. It's not always the greatest, but every once in a while, like he, you know, he pointed it out and he, he phrased it so much better than I ever could. It's like when something happens and a player is a sell, it doesn't mean their value goes up. Their price can't go up if they're a sell. If they're a sell, people don't want to pay more for them. It just means they will be more easily acquirable. Someone will be more willing to let go of them. Like that that's the better way to put a lot of these things. But do, do you realize how many words that just took for me? <laughs> like, right. so it's really just like, no, nope, use a sell. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, do you do you have some players that you kind of have in your mind as you know, again, not necessarily buy, not necessarily sell, but like, you know, some kind of some good players to target um, that, you know, that it, it it's not bouncing around the echo chamber. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's which makes it this actually actionable. So it's uh, kind of players. Like, oh, you want specific players. If you have any. Yeah, in mind. I mean, yeah. well, first of all, every Thursday, the Dynasty Trading Post article comes out on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. This week is about Jordan Love and. I want to preemptively apologize to anyone who reads it. (laughs) I maybe went a little far with the love puns. (laughs) It was how could you not? I haven't looked. I haven't looked for it yet to see how much they left in. Like I'm like I was ready for the Russ. We need to talk email or DM (laughs) after (laughs) after someone reading that. Um, But like a lot of those I will write for one or two reasons. It's in my head that they are worth buying worth selling or i don't know how to feel about a player so i look into it and come up with an answer as i write which i love doing those are my favorite articles um but jordan love honestly the only reason okay so the two players right now that i think are fun to acquire because no one really wants to acquire them are jordan love and mac jones okay and it is not because i necessarily want them on my team when the season starts but mac jones will be on your team when the season starts. But the thing is, he's going to look so much better than he did last season. Last season, besides the fact that he got hurt and it took him a while, he played while still hurt. You saw he was not ready to be back at first. Mm-hmm. And then he had a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator as his offensive coordinator. They got Bill O'Brien, who is a very good offensive coordinator now. Cross fingers, they bring in one or two people that can actually catch passes. And all of a sudden, Mac Jones, he's not going to be a top five quarterback or anything. But if Mac Jones can solidify himself in that 10 to 14 range, you can get him for two se- two early seconds right now. That's insane. Yeah. For a 20-something-year-old, you know he's going to be starting for a long time on the Patriots. Not expecting them to be Tom Brady, but still, stability is worth it right now with the QB landscape being the way it is. We're, we're on our way to stable, but we're not there yet. And... With Jordan Love, there are so many things between now and the season starting that could make his value increase. So I don't think a lot of people are actually acting as if he is the starter yet. So in two weeks when free agency starts and they don't sign a quarterback, Love's value will probably go up a little bit. When the draft comes and goes and they don't spend a first two rounds pick on a quarterback, Jordan Love's value is going to go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. preseason comes around and he doesn't look awful cross your fingers his value is going to go up a little bit he walks on the field as a starter 
his value is going to go up a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. It might go, hey, I sent the 206, and now I'm going to get the 202. That's not a lot. All I said was go up. I did not say how much. You know, but like, and usually when it's like that, you usually then use that as a throw-in, not a throw-in, but like as an extra piece in a deal to go upgrade for someone else. But to me, those are two players, especially in the Superflex League, and I figure we're talking on the Superflex Super Show, so I throw quarterbacks out there. Those are two guys you can most likely not spend a first on and maybe use them as a first later. You know, especially if you're QBXing and it's week five, and unfortunately, in this league, there's going to be quarterbacks that get hurt. And you have Jordan Love on your roster, who you are very thankful you don't have to start. But this person needs a quarterback. It is so easy to squeeze a future first out of that. Yeah, that it just the nature of the quarterback position right now. We're yeah. just so, so far beyond the saturation point that we were at even just a couple of years ago. And, and I, I mean, it's to a point where we all have to take some shots, right? Like we have Ooh. to, uh, you know, uh, it's Jared, we're seeing Jared Goff's ADP shoot up quite a bit just because, you know, it's a good offense. There's still the possibility that they replace him or at least draft his future replacement. But at this point, it's just kind of like, all right, he's got his about as much job security as anybody beyond that you know that the elite yeah, beyond like the homes who just signed a 10-year deal right like, <laughs> right like it's yeah just, yeah it's funny how much that changed it really really did yeah and like you even see in the super flex mock i'm in right now daniel jones went in the third or fourth yeah because he's and, because he has a year of job security essentially like he is going to sign a deal he's going to get tagged and yeah. he scored well enough yeah that's and remember how we used to play in like three year windows and how laughable that feels now? I know. <laughs> I know. Like it, to care to, to care is the wrong phrase. To eight like try and project more than a year out now feels silly because of the I would talk and I love it. I love that the NFL has turned into a player moving friendly league because it used to really not be. It was rare to have players move uh trade-wise, free agency that happened and all, but um now we get players traded all the time and it's great, but it makes dynasty a little more, lot more, comp lot, lot, lot more complicated. Yeah. You know, so it, it it's real. it does make it a lot harder that way. So when you do find someone who, you know, is in a safe spot is going to produce well for you. You take that, you count that as stable and worry about next season during the next non-point scoring season. Yeah. Like I, I kind of think that, my uh, my guess on this because i do think the pendulum is going to swing back the other way eventually it's yeah, it's kind of on its way back it's just the you know the nil and the transfer portal in college has really kind of slowed the infusion of quarterback talent into the nfl temporarily you know it's it's all of a sudden it's beneficial to stay in school that'll be know. our new normal in a few years so yeah slide its way back in yeah yeah and it'll catch up i mean you know for going forward we're probably going to get a bryce young and a cj stroud level quarterback every single year you know I, next I, year we, what I hear, we have at least two so far for next year though yeah. sam howell was like the Debbie player one before right. two years ago and then he got drafted in the seventh or something like that so right which, by the way, like kind of the same process that leads you to Jordan Love, I, you know, Sam Howell and Kyle Trask, or those are guys. That, but at the moment, you're just kind of taking some shots, and it's worth it at the at the price point to get guys like that. And 
see like do they actually end up becoming the starter if they don't you just didn't you didn't give up a lot to, to that's see. really what so. it is. like the cost of risk to reward when it comes to straight positional which is also why in in tight end premium leagues you'll see a lot of teams that are rostering a ton of tight ends because mm-hmm. if one weird things happen weird happens and that tight end becomes relevant he's automatically worth like a second without even th- without even trying no less worth a first if they're good right same thing with quarterbacks and you, you clearly can't get them as easily as you know the young unnecessary tight ends but every backup every first this is the wait this is a very weird phrase every first string backup like the second qb on every team should be on a, su- a 12 team super flex roster mm-hmm. like, because it's like when it doesn't happen you get Geno Smith. And then, of course, it was a very specific situation which led to Geno Smith starting next season and weirdly doing well. But I got Geno Smith in literally every single league. He he is my most owned, well, was, because I traded away too many because I got bored and I had a player (laughs) I didn't know I had before, so that means free value. Um, I, I I picked him up in every single league when Russell Wilson got hurt like two years ago. Yeah. And it just randomly happens that I was able to use him and I was able to use him the next year. And, you know, he never really hit a first, but I got multiple seconds for him in a couple of places. And what did I do? I spent 100 fab on him out of 200. Yeah. So, okay, cool. That that worked out great for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> And not to say that's the norm. It absolutely is not. But at such low cost, why the heck not? Right. And then, uh, you know, on your Mac Jones call, a a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name because, uh, well, for reasons that are about to become very obvious. So he's just making this up. Right. (laughs) This this friend, quote unquote, uh, this is how you'll know it wasn't me. Uh, He traded away Mac Jones for Khalil Herbert and Damian Harris. Oof. Now I don't. It, I mean, that was yesterday that that happened. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I get okay. I don't get Damian Harris. I know he's a free agent, but he's still just Damian Harris. Khalil Herbert looked good when he was covering for Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he has to survive the off season. Basically, the the off season has to the non point scoring season. Sorry, I don't know how I made that mistake in your presence, but I. I've learned to stop correcting people because I just annoy myself with how often I end up doing it. So just you can, yeah. you can be as wrong as you want in my presence. Cause I am wrong. Plenty. The funny thing is I say it, I say non-point scoring season All constantly when you're not here. Yeah, you do. I know. And then the one time that I... you and J Mike are my champions. I tell yeah. you like, seriously, <laughs> both of you throw that out and I just giggle every time. <laughs> yeah i just like it so much better it, it just kind of like off season implies that okay so we're not doing anything just just hang out and chill and it's like man it's the exact opposite now is now is the time to it's my time to shine i'm terrible when we have to score points <laughs> yeah but you know you could get it to a position where you don't have to make roster decisions. You don't have to make lineup decisions. You just set it and forget it based on what you built. So, yeah, it's it's the people who are aggressive this time of year uh, yep. are the ones who are going to be in a much better position when it is time to set lineups. Yep. So, just saying. Um, that feels like a pretty good... Oh, no, I could go for another hour if I were not. uh, Now I'm getting messages from my boss. Like, are you working on this? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of that right now, actually. (laughs) Of course. Of course I am. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. So 
and I, I, not only that, but I mean, you did three hours last night on the dynasty grind and now, Oh, right, do you want to go? Well, let's go over my week real quick. Okay. Uh, Tuesday during the day is Dynasty Wall Street. Tuesday night is Trade Addicts. Wednesday during the day is the DLF Trade Show. Wednesday night is the grind. Yeah. And then I have to somehow find time to do game night every once in a while. Like I have games made and I'm ready to do it, but I'm so effing tired. I don't have a, I don't, I, I don't have the energy to carve more time out to do another show. Yeah. It gets hard to talk about fantasy, like as fun as it is. Well, that's why, like, that's why it's great to talk to people like you. That's why, like, now we're pretty much sticking game night to the host, like me, John, Matt Price, and Rocky, because we know how stupid we can be with each other. But like when <laughs> you're trying to do the name game to people that don't understand the name game, it's it can get a little frustrating. Yeah. So like that's we stick to us now because we can. It doesn't take the energy when you're actually having fun. Like every Tuesday, every Wednesday, yeah, I'll be like trudging my way down the basement, like oh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> Hey, Rocky, I haven't seen you in a week. How's it going? Like the second you sit down, you're just like, yeah, let's go. But like when you stop and think about it, it's just like, yeah, like if you could see what my eyes look like right now, everybody, like they're closing. Yeah. <laughs> and it is 2.55 and I still have a couple of hours of work to do. <laughs> yeah. It's also just I, I, like podcasting, talking about fantasy football. Like it just kind of, it's like eating sour candy. Like I, I love sour gummy. But after a while, it's just, like my mouth just kind of starts to swell closed. Like raw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's funny. It's like, like it's really hard to explain to my wife where I'll come upstairs at after I'm done recording and I'm just like, well, there's two, two, two ways I will ever leave podcasting. I never just leave and I'm completely normal. I'm either like pumped the hell up because I had such a good time or I'm freaking beat because I had such a good time and I use so much energy. Like you get so excited, your hands flail around and your voice, you, you put emphasis on things and you like, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I don't normally do that. Oh my God. I'm so tired. Why did I do that much? And then you're like, you don't want to talk to anyone for the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, like it actually like, well, this is so much fun and this is silliness and it, but it's still, it, it takes energy. And yes, we do this yep. for fun. We do it for sometimes relaxation, but it doesn't mean it doesn't, we don't exert energy doing it. Yeah, exactly. It it all it also gets a little hard to find like different things to say. <laughs> Which is also why I'm completely fine having eleven trade addicts leagues because then it makes it a lot less likely that we won't have a lot of trades to talk about during a show. So yeah. worst comes to worst, we could spend forty minutes just talking about the trades. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect, man. Well, I could talk about trades with you forever. I could talk about anything with you forever. I know that, but a pilgrim uh, versus the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's we like could, our go to. <laughs> yeah. We should seriously just like live watch stream a watch. Yeah, do a, a watch <laughs> episodes of the. Um, yeah, like because like, I I find stuff on that movie every time I watch every it, time. and I'm like, wait, I didn't notice that last time. Um, yeah. That would be fun. I and think then I could be that geek. That. Well, actually, in the book, this is what happened. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. All you people out there, if you know Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the movie is fantastic. The book is different. The books are different enough that you should absolutely go read them. They're really good. Yeah. I have so to good. rebuy them because I lent them to a friend who moved to, well, first he moved to Texas, then he moved to Florida. So still states away since I'm in New Jersey. So I have to rebuy them so I could reread them. It's been years, but they're so good. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I I just came up with a, a question that I had. This actually came up the other day. Um, what was the po the podcast? I know you guessed it on it. 
the one where they have you get drunk and then i it was like something to do with stories it was jerschwab like i don't remember what they freaking called it because i was insanely drunk when i was on it <laughs> um hold on let me see if i can like if it'll show up in my uh search because i i follow them and hopefully typing in like some keywords will no i have no idea what it was but let me see if he has because i don't know if they even do it anymore but let me go to his you haven't heard anything about this for like we were just yeah because like about... he has uh jeremy has the the ccb stories like he had a a bunch of different shows that had stories they did one for fantasy football which i was on complaining about how good calvin johnson was <laughs> and how he was unfair in fantasy football and how he should have been removed from leagues and then they did a movies one where i just accidentally sort of recited the entire movie of toy story after drinking <laughs> a lot of whiskey that's a perfect combination honestly it was wonderful so. it was so, it was so much fun <laughs> beyond yeah. drinking half a bottle of whiskey but it was yeah. yeah that was though yes i would i could do those all day every day well without the whiskey because that would just get bad for my liver like i queued up that episode but then but then didn't listen to it for the a long the longest time and then it just kind of disappeared um or not the episode but like the podcast itself yeah just stopped updating and the i was movies, like stories podcast yeah is it still going I don't think so. It was just it, it. It just seemed like it disappeared, and I've. It oh, made yeah, it feel like in like two years. So I'm going to say no. Okay. So, uh, it it but it felt like it was just one episode. Like they had you on, and then they well, were like, "Okay, so do one that's... You can't get better. We're done. <laughs> it's not where I was going with that, but <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Hey, I when I can fake some confidence, I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, Back yeah. to work. Yeah, such a such a fun episode, man. I wish that there was a way. Like, I miss I miss doing the the sweet spot commissioner. It was an excuse to sit down every week and every week yeah. we we just had a standing appointment to do this. Like it was. I I, Look, I, miss man, those I don't days. record every Thursday for lunch. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last thing you need is for me to fill in the the, the one void that you have in your schedule. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I we're we are gonna find as many opportunities as we can to catch oh, yes. up. So even if it's not a regular thing, it's going to be way more frequent than it has been. He's Dynasty Outhouse. You already knew that. He's on every podcast, <laughs> so um, including the ones where you get drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially those bar ah uh, yeah rip to the bar yeah. uh yeah thanks for coming on my friend uh it's it's just always so, so fun to catch up with you always thanks for having me on and like you know anytime when i can stay awake for an hour straight i would be on your show as long as my wife isn't around because she would probably just leave me with the amount i podcast <laughs> Yeah, I've got the rest of the dappers to get to first anyways. So um, we'll we'll give you a little bit of a break first. Let's wrap it up there for the week. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Subscribe to the DLF Family of Podcast Mega Feed, where you'll also get to hear Trade Addicts, as well as the Superflex Super Show and many, many other great podcasts from the DLF Family. 
do us a favor and if you haven't already rate and review the super show rate and review the mega feed uh it just helps us to get out to more people uh, involve more people in the conversation and really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you my super friends uh i'm i keep i i still have the part written down about get at me on twitter i freaking hate twitter <laughs> oh i forgot to go back to that um i have literally never gone into an argument on twitter really literally in i've i've had dynasty outhouse since 2017 yeah the closest argument i've ever gotten into was three years ago alvin kamara had this run in the in the in the playoffs yeah and twitter blew up about it and i missed the game so i went back and i looked and i saw the highlights and i retweeted the highlight and i'm like i don't get why everyone went nuts about this this yeah. this is underwhelming at this point and everyone's like what are you talking about this is this this is that and i'm like oh no 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 <laughs> alvin kamara is insanely talented i understand that his contact balance is probably the best in the league. I understand that he saw that guy coming from there and ran at a specific angle to make it harder for him to get his hands on him. I get that. I never said Kamara isn't great, but that specific run was just what Kamara does. That wasn't, he didn't yeah. hurdle someone while doing a 360. Like the people made it seem <laughs> like he did like the beast quake. It wasn't that. He just, he ran like himself. Yeah. And that was the end of it. <laughs> like, that's the closest I've really ever come into it. Like, maybe it's just because my name is Outhouse and people don't bother fighting with a guy with that stupid of a name. Like, I don't, like, I've literally never had someone, like, really that angry with me about fantasy football. I've argued about other things, but, like, <laughs> I, I argued with Scott Connor a lot when it came to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And that, to me, wasn't about fantasy football. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, when it comes to like takes or stuff like that, I had one guy DM me the other day. He's like, you know, I love your show. I listen every week. You're just wrong about um, the defensive coordinator from the no, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles going to be the coach of the Colts. And I'm like, I don't. Did I? If I said something like that, I'm sorry because I don't even know who that guy really is. Yeah, this I isn't. Think, so I said like, I'm sad for the Eagles. Like I don't, I don't actually care about like, this. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> that, like literally, like that's the closest well, I, I get to being called out on things. And it's just like, and usually I'm just way too nice about it for anyone to keep arguing with me. But it's just like that's I don't that's get the key. with. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, I think that you're better at. At avoiding confrontation and that i mean oh, I like to say that you're so, better yeah. at it is is an understatement i mean you actually avoid it and i just can't like the first time i've i get the guy with the the you know less than 10 followers and yeah. the avi is like a <laughs> game of thrones character or something you know and and like just completely contradicts what I said, even if what I said is just a very, very normal, very basic thing to say, not only contradicts it, but ends it with LOL. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, all right, like buckle up. This is Don't fuck your mother. We... <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> we're going to, we're, we're doing this right now. <laughs> um, it, it, I, and I just, I can't bring myself to, to, not get into it with those people i'm just like oh, i'm gonna see what on i you, do homie. every once in a while when i actually do get worked up about something that's what zach is for <laughs> zach is a voice of reason when i need it because zach doesn't get mad at anything that's so it's true. just like zach this is what happens and i just need to vent about it and he's like go and i'll just type out this <laughs> and yeah. he's like 
you feel better? I'm like, oh my God, it feels so good to get that out. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I've kind of missed uh, those. I've, I've kind of missed Twitter a little bit and even some of the negative stuff. Like I'm just not on it very much anymore because it, it messes with my mentals, yeah. but yeah you do start to to miss it a little bit though and like man this should just stick on discord like there's a lot a lot of the people you have always talked to are in the trade addicts general chat yeah like everyone we've mentioned today j mike zach har they're all all the dap guys are there like they're you know you don't need twitter when everyone you're friends with is in a discord chat anyway (laughs) but like how often like i barely ever scroll my timeline anymore i use it for very specific things and a lot of it is dms at this point but like yep i like it i use it i tweet stupid shit that i still get people who add me to their fantasy football lists though i literally can't remember the last time i tweeted about fantasy football if i ever actually have yeah yep (laughs) Right, no, pretty... I love you, but I really do got to go back, get back to work. And if I don't walk away, we're just going to sit here talking more. Yeah, totally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this thing up. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you, buddy. Bye. All right. Yeah. So as I was saying, <laughs> I was almost through the outro, by the way. I was so close to, to wrapping this thing up and we just got sucked back in. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like Twitter. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I do love the interactions that I get with DMs. So don't hesitate to DM me as Superflex Dude. And, uh, I mean, you can tweet at me. I'll answer there as well. It's just you, you don't have the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the character limit, uh, in DMs. So you can send me the longest question ever, and I'm just going to respond with an even longer answer. So, definitely uh get at me on twitter um just uh just don't expect to see a whole lot (laughs) in the way of tweets anymore but i i'm still here to interact and absolutely love doing it that's how i like to spend my free time so take advantage uh take me up on that this episode was dedicated in loving memory to james the brain katulis Thank you to Dynasty Outhouse for joining me. Thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Until the end.